More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by Haney University. Go to HaneyUniversity.com and sign up for my free instructional videos. And also, check out the availability of golf lessons from me at my new golf studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, right outside Scottsdale, Phoenix. And the weather's great, and you could be on your way to playing better golf. With a lesson from me. I'm back. So check it out if you have any interest there. All right. Let's talk about uh, some news that came out. I want to talk about this uh, little news that came out. A little stuck in there where you couldn't see it kind of thing. And uh, it has to do with the PGA Tour. Now, the PGA Tour has kind of been, you know, facing a little bit of uh, kind of an onslaught of these these other kind of tours. You know, there's all this 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 talk going on that they're going to start this premier golf league thing. And that was going to be different teams. And then they kind of slowed down and, and then they got the Greg Norman uh, became the commissioner of this. I don't even know what this thing is, but I know that they tied into the, the Asian tour. And the reason they did that is because the, the Asian tour is already sanctioned to give out world golf ranking points. And uh, they've got all this Saudi money, that uh, they're putting into it. And anyway, the tour, the PGA Tour, you know, they teamed up with the European Tour and they're trying to fend off, uh, you know, these these other rival tours from, you know, cutting into their, their deal. Anyway, that's been a big story going on for, for months and, and, and months and months. So a lot of players like to go play over in different events, like, you know, wherever they might be. Now, you know, I remember back in the day when I first started coaching on the PGA Tour, and this is way back, you know, the early 80s. 
And of course, Mark O'Meara was my first student. And Mark used to go play over in Japan. Back in the day, you know, you could go play in Japan. Now, this is way back, okay? This is, you know, like 1982. You could go play over in Japan, like in the off season, like in, you know, December or whatever. And if you got invited over there, they used to have the Dunlap Phoenix tournament, and they had the Fuji Sankai tournament. I remember those two tournaments. A lot of players used to go play in those. And like you were a player, this is, you know, this, when they didn't play for much money back then. Marco Mero, I remember like 1982 or when Marco Mero made $124,000 on the PGA Tour. But when he went to play over at the uh, Dunlop Phoenix tournament, I think they paid him like, you know, because he was former U.S. amateur champion. And, you know, they, they this is, you know, early in his career. But anyway, you know, they, they paid him like. $50,000 to go over there or something. Well, I mean, there's 75. I don't know what, you know, it was, it was some amount they paid him to go over there. It was an appearance fee. That's the way they do these other tournaments uh, across the, the, you know, world. It's always been that way. They have their normal field and then they pay a few players, you know, an appearance fee to come play. And then whatever they win is just a bonus on top of that. So in the off season, players could kind of, you know, pick up a little appearance fee check if there was tournaments going on and the PGA Tour wasn't going on. Well, now the PGA Tour pretty much plays year-round. And players still want to go pick up, you know, a little appearance fee somewhere. Now, where they've been doing it, you know, recently in the last, you know, how many years is is over in uh, Saudi Arabia. That's That's like, you know... You know they did in Dubai, whatever. You know Abu Dhabi. They go they go play in these these tournaments over there, and those are have been European tour events. And what's happened is is the the people who run those tournaments and the way the European tours worked is 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 that they have smaller purses. Now part part of it they have smaller purses because they don't have the sponsorship that the PGA Tour does. European tours not, you know, on great footing. So they don't have as, as much money, but the way that they would attract a field is is they let's so let's say a, a, a PGA Tour event it was is a 7 million dollar purse. Okay? A European Tour event might be a 3 million dollar purse. And then what they might do is they might take, you know, a Two million dollars and use it as appearance fee money, and what they'll do is they'll give you know Tiger Woods a million dollars, or they give uh, Dustin Johnson a half a million dollars, or they give Roy McIlroy a half a million dollars, or they give Phil Mickelson a half million dollars, and they split it up between a certain amount of players, and then you know it it makes it look like you got some kind of field. They don't do this appearance money stuff on the PGA Tour. What, that's just not that's not the way the PGA Tour. Now there's ways around it. You know, you you and I've talked about this before. When you see a tournament like RBC, RBC sponsors the Canadian Open. They sponsor the uh, Heritage event down at Hilton Head. You know, they 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 sponsor these events, and they also have players that represent them. They carry their their golf bag with their logo on it, or whatever it, whatever it might be. So. Part of the contract is the players have to go play in those tournaments. You know it's in the contract. Okay. Now the same thing, same thing holds true for in, in other terms. Like uh, AT and T sponsored the uh, Byron Nelson in Dallas, and they sponsored the AT and T tournament. So you know when Jordan Spieth is representing AT and T, you know you're going to see him at Dallas, and you know you're going to see him at the AT and T tournament. And you know, and you know it's in his contract. 
you know, they'll say, here's part of your contract is you got to do a dinner on Wednesday at the Byron Nelson, or you got to do a, a dinner on Wednesday at the, at the AT&T. And maybe it, maybe it doesn't say you got to play in the tournament. You know, it probably does, but maybe it doesn't. Okay. And if it doesn't, I got to do a dinner on Wednesday night and I got to do a dinner on Friday night. Well, I'm not just going to go out there to do a dinner and not be there and play in the tournament. I mean, I'm not going to fly out there to just hang around and, and do a dinner on Wednesday and a dinner on Thursday uh, and and then fly back home. So it's it's a way to force them to play in the tournament, but it's also a way to pay an appearance fee but not have it be an appearance fee. See, the PGA Tour has got to they're, – they're trying to get around all this stuff, and they're trying to figure out ways to uh, make the top players – happy and get the top players to make more money. And this is one of the things they've done with this whole PIP thing, whatever that PIP stands for, but it's a, it's a popularity thing. And, and on how you're, you, what kind of influencers you, you have, how you are on social media. And they put like, you know, a big chunk of money on this thing. I think like $70 million or whatever. I mean, it's a way to compensate Tiger Woods for everything he's done on the PGA Tour, to be honest with you, because he's going to be the number one pipper for sure. And whatever the number one guy on the that list is, and whatever he's getting, I don't know what he gets, you know, $7 million, $10 million, whatever of that money. You know, that's just a like, you know, thanks for being you and everything you've done. And then it, it, it you know, obviously Kepka's going to get a lot and Bryson DeChambeau is going to get a lot because, you know, I mean, and partly because they had this big rivalry going on. So they get created so many social media impressions over that whole thing. But they find a way to take care of the, of the players. All right, well, one of the other ways that players, you know, want to be taken care of, like I said, is this appearance fee deal. And, you know, they have wanted to go play over in Saudi Arabia. Now, now just, uh, Dustin Johnson played over there last year, and he won the Saudi uh, Invitational. Okay, so he's a defending champion. And when you win a tournament, it's kind of a, you know, a foregone conclusion that you're going to come back to defend. Now, um, you know, they're, they're not necessarily going to hold that over your head. You might have signed a two- or three-year contract for that tournament to begin with, but they're not going to necessarily hold it over your head and say, well, okay, uh, you know, we paid you 500 last year. We're only going to pay you 100 this year, and we're just going to assume you're coming back because you're the defending champion. But they're, they're probably going to say, hey, you know, uh, w- w- would you come back and defend? We'll pay you just what we paid you last year. And – you know, if a player wins a tournament and gets paid the same thing he did last year, he's going to come back and play in that tournament. So the PGA Tour doesn't like that these players, uh, you know, play in these these tournaments. Okay, so I, I want to ex- explain what happens and how that whole deal goes uh, when we come back. But let me let me remind you to get your Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, free Voodoo Pain Relief Cream at VoodooPainRelief.com. And if you haven't gone and checked out my new video series, the One Shot Slice Fix, go to OneShotSliceFix.com and check that out too. Those are two things I want you to check out there. Uh, really, if you slice, your slice will be gone in one shot when you. Uh, get all my uh, advice uh, that you need to fix that slice. And everybody who slices needs that advice for sure. All right, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. It would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So continuing on with my thoughts on this this whole thing. Okay, so so the PJ Tour is worried about what's all this Saudi money going into these possible competing tours, and they're making all kinds of threats to these players on the PJ Tour. If you go play in these tournaments or whatever, or you play on this tour, you're never coming back to the PJ Tour, and so on and so forth. And then uh, you know they've taken a hardline stance. At, uh, about this Saudi Invitational. Well, Mickelson was lined up to go play there. Dustin Johnson was lined up to go play there. Bryson DeChambeau was lined up to go play there. I mean, these are big names. Now, Phil couldn't care less what the PGA Tour says. He couldn't care less. I mean, he's, he's 51 years old. Uh, you know, he, he, he he's going to call their bluff every time they bluff, uh, and, and that's just the way it is. I mean, it, it's, that's just the way it is. 
Dustin Johnson, I don't know where he stands on that. I, I kind of think he's probably pretty much there too. Now, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, you know, gets along good with Phil. So I'm sure they're, they're having a discussion about this as, as well. See, I mean, you got kind of kind of three guys there that are not the right guys if you want to be threatening guys like the PGA Tour does to be threatening. You know, like DeChambeau, DJ, and Phil, not not the, the, the right guys. But uh, but besides those guys, Paul Casey was going to go, wants to go play in this tournament. Fleetwood wants to go play in this tournament. Sergio Garcia, Louis Oosthuizen, they all want to go play in this tournament. So the tour says you got you have to have a release to go. We have to release you from your obligation to play on the PGA Tour, which you don't have an obligation. By the way, this is what I don't understand. The PGA Tour views PGA Tour players as independent contractors. Independent. I don't know how, in the, it, it boggles my mind how they get away with this. I mean, it really does. This whole independent contractor thing. I mean, when <laughs> I remember at my business, one of my golf, you know, facilities, They came, the you know, government came and investigated us and said, your instructors are not independent contractors. And we ended up proving that they were, but I had to go through this whole thing to prove that they were. I mean, first off, we didn't set their schedule. They set their own schedule. They could teach whenever they wanted to. They could charge whatever they wanted to charge we trained them to teach but you know we didn't like tell them what they had to teach although you know we wouldn't have hired them if we didn't think they were going to teach hank haney lessons but they were independent contractors we proved this and we showed that how in the world the pga tour gets away with calling all their players independent contractors when it when they make them play in a certain amount of PGA Tour events. They make them, you know, ask for a release from an event if they're going to go, you know, not play in a, a PGA Tour. So so the, here's the, the this issue with the Saudi Invitational. It's the same week as the AT&T. And they said, we're not going to give you guys releases. Well, they've always given them releases before in the past, but see, now they're not going to give them a release because, you know, they, they, they see this competition coming from Saudi Arabia. Well, you know, that's, that's not going to fly. I mean, you know, Phil's, Phil doesn't care what they say, and he's sitting on a $500,000 appearance fee, and, he, you know, he's going to take that money. Uh, Dustin Johnson, defending champion, he's sitting on a $500,000 appearance fee, and he's going to take that money, and so is DeChambeau. I mean, they're, you know, so they all want this release. And and these guys don't want to, you know, the tour doesn't want to give it to them. Well, so okay, so so they just, you know, they said they weren't going to do it, and now they did. Okay, so they just snuck that in there, just a little, you know, the PJ Tour has granted releases for these players. You know, they they, they put a, a a you know kind of a contingency on it. A, 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 you know, you have to if you're <laughs> going to go play in this tournament, we're going to give you a release. Here's what you have to do in return which I don't understand why there's any return. I don't understand why the players on the PGA Tour put up with this. I it just it this like I said this just boggles my mind. I you know the PGA Tour is like the only sports like league or whatever that doesn't that, where the players don't have representation, do you know that? Like the, the the football league, National Football League has, you know, a players association, Major League Baseball has a players association, the NBA has a players association. Like everybody's got a players association. The only one that doesn't have a players association is the PGA Tour. I don't I, I don't know why these players 
don't stand up for themselves. It's crazy to me. Why don't they? Because the PGA Tour tries to bully these guys all the time. Stand up for yourself. Why don't they? I guess it's just because they feel like they've got it so good on the PGA Tour and they make so much money. They don't want to, you know, and they just, they threaten them and they bully them or whatever. But I, I can't believe they don't get together and get representation. Why they let them do what they do to them. So they, anyway, they, they, they gave them the release. Okay. But they said, here's the, here's the, the, you know, contingencies. If you have played in the AT&T tournament on the PGA Tour in the last five years, if you've played in the last five years, one time in the last five years, then we're going to give you a release. But within the next two years, you have to play in the AT&T tournament again. You have to play again. So see, this is how the they, they figure out a way to get some kind of a field in these tournaments. Is they go, okay, we'll let Phil, DJ, Bryson, DeChambeau, Casey, you know, Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, uh, Louis Oosthuizen. I mean, nobody'd walk across the street to watch, uh, you know, some of these guys. Uh, but but some of them they would. I mean, they walk across the street to watch Sergio. They'd walk across the street to watch Phil, and and f- certainly they would. And DJ and, and Bryce DeChambeau, you know, the, the, those are the, those are your three names, really, right there. I mean, Phil, DJ, and Bryce DeChambeau. Uh, but Phil's fifty. 50, you know, what is he, 51, something, 50, you know, he's not playing much longer, but, but anyway, uh, they give him the release and then they say, now you got to play in our tournament, AT&T, once in the next two years. I thought they were independent contractors. Oh, they're not independent contractors. I don't know how they get away with that. Anyway, then they say that if, if you haven't played in the last five years, if you, like if any of these players have not played one time at the AT&T tournament in the last five years, then you have to play in the AT&T tournament two of the next three years. Two of the next three years, you got to fill out your schedule and, and it's got to have AT&T on it. That's a pretty you know, strict requirement, especially for an independent contractor. Like I thought you should, you know, independent contractor, you can pick wherever you want to play. You can play whenever you want. You can, you know, you, nobody, nobody tells you what to do. That's telling you what to do. I mean, how how does that qualify as an? I, I do not understand it, and I don't I, I don't understand how that qualifies players as an, as independent contractors. But I really don't understand, and I I never understood this for a long time because I've had to you know I've taught over 125 players on the BJ tour, and every single one of them thinks it's wrong what the PGA Tour does to them. Every single one, I'm not making this up, 125 players, every single one of them has some beef. Every single one of them has some beef about the fact that they call them independent contractors and then they make them get a release if they want to go play somewhere else. Every single player has a beef about that. And yet, the PGA Tour players have never put their foot down to get representation. Because I can tell you, if they had representation and the tour wanted to call them independent contractors still, that wouldn't fly. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible that they're a nonprofit organization, the PGA Tour, nonprofit organization, 
<laughs> Unbelievable. And although they're a nonprofit organization and the players are independent contractors. And no, they aren't. And no, they aren't. No. Not in my opinion. I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand how they get away with it. I really don't. It's crazy. Anyway, just my opinion on that subject. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Kenny Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Favorite shows.